ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله Well, the praise belongs to Allah, we praise Him, seek His assistance and forgiveness, and we seek refuge in Allah from the evil of ourselves and the evil consequences of our deeds. Whoever Allah guides, there is no one that can lead him astray, and whoever Allah leads astray, there is no one that can guide him. I bear witness that nothing deserves to be worshipped except Allah alone, and that he has no partners or associates and I bear witness that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is his slave servant and his messenger <coughs> we'd like to begin this evening uh, after a long break for approximately one month we'd like to return to the explanation of Lum'at al-Itiqad al-Hadi ila sabil al-Rashad by Imam Abu Muhammad Abdullah ibn Ahmed ibn Muhammad ibn Qudama rahimahullah and we in the previous in the last lecture we had begun to discuss the chapter entitled Al-Iman bi kulli ma akhbara bihi al-Rasul the chapter entitled having iman or faith in everything which the messenger of Allah وسلم, has informed us of and the first topics that were discussed under this chapter was al-isra and al-mi'raj the night journey and the ascension to the heavens the second matter which we discussed was the coming of the angel of death to Musa and the matters related to it and the belief of having faith that these things that took place in the past were true just as we believe in those things which he foretold would take place in the future and from amongst the matters of the future that we have been informed of by the Prophet and which were required as believers to accept to hold as being true and to not have any doubt in it it is Ashraf al-Sa'ah the signs or the indications of the hour of judgment. And here Al-Imam Ibn Qudama rahimahullah mentions a number of points related specifically to the major signs that indicate the nearness of the hour of judgment. And after that he discussed other things which are under this title of believing in whatever the Messenger of Allah وسلم, has informed us of such as the fitna of the grave, the punishment and reward in the grave the blowing of the horn for judgment, the resurrection, accounting, and so on. In any case, here, under this title, Ashraf al 
Imam Ibn Qudama mentioned some of the major signs or indications of the nearness of the hour of judgment. First, uh, he says in point number 57, He means by this, and from amongst those things that we are required to have faith in, to believe in without question, are the signs of the hour of judgment. مثل خروج الدجال The emergence of الدجال The Antichrist ونزول عيسى ابن مريم عليه السلام فيقتله And also the descending of Isa the son of Maryam السلام, and that when he descended or returned to this world he would be the one who would kill the Dajjal and also the coming forth of Ya'ajuj and Ma'ajuj Ghag and Maghag and also the coming forth of a beast or a creature from the earth and also the rising of the sun from the place of its setting from the west and also those other things which are similar to these signs the major signs of the coming of judgment which have been authentically transmitted the Shaykh Muhammad ibn Salih al-Uthaymeen Hafizahullah May Allah protect and preserve him begins the explanation of this point by explaining the linguistic and technical definition of Ashrat al-Sa'a Can somebody take the hand up? He says Al-Amr al-Salis This is the third matter that has been mentioned by Al-Imam Ibn Qudama as those things which we are required to believe in Al-Amr al-Salis Ashrat al-Sa'a The signs of the hour Al-Ashrat, he says, is the plural of Shart and it means linguistically Al-Allama It means Alama It means a sign and Al-Sa'a linguistically means Al-Waqt, time or the present time and the intended meaning here of Ashrat al-Sa'a it means the signs of the time or the hour of Al-Qiyamah the resurrection or judgment day so here Ashrat al-Sa'a he says it means Shar'an in the legal terminology of Islam it means those signs or indications which point to the nearness of the day of resurrection as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in Surah Muhammad chapter 47 verse 18 فَهَلْ يَنْظُرُونَ إِلَّا السَّعَةِ تَأْتِيَهُمْ بَغْتَةً فَقَدْ جَاءَ أَشْرَاتُهَا يعني Are they awaiting? Are the people waiting for anything other than the sa'a, the hour of judgment? That, that it will come to them suddenly, suddenly فَقَدْ جَاءَ أَشْرَاتُهَا And some 
of its signs or indications have already come. And some of the signs of the hour of judgment have already passed by. Here, Sheikh Muhammad says that the author, Al-Imam al-Qudam rahimahullah, mentions some of the signs of the hour of judgment. And from amongst them, he mentions number one, Khuruj al-Dajjal, the coming forth of the Dajjal, the Antichrist or the imposter. And here the Shaykh says the linguistic meaning of al-Dajjal, it is an intensive form, an expression used in Arabic to show intensity of the meaning and its meaning is Dajjal, deceit or trickery or Al-Kazib, liar or lying, falsification, we misrepresentation, pretending or distortion. And the linguistic meaning of a Dajjal, it is an intensified form of a word uh, from a Dajjal, which means Kazib, lying, and it means Tamweeh, misrepresentation, falsification, pretending. So a Dajjal, linguistically, it means the one who is a liar and a pretender, an imposter, who misrepresents things. And Shara'an, in the legal terminology, the Sheikh says that the meaning of Dajjal, it is a man who will be an imposter, a pretender, who will come forth in the end of time, and in the last days, and he will claim Ar-Rububiyyah, he will claim divinity, that he is the Rabb, the Lord of the world. He will claim to have powers that are exclusively the rights of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is one of the aspects of a Tawheed, Tawheed Ar-Rububiyyah, <coughs> which means that <coughs> these characteristics of Lordship, being the Creator, the one who gives life and death, the one who controls the affairs of the universe. This, these are the characteristics that belong only to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the Tawheed of Ar-Rububiyyat means to admit or to acknowledge these characteristics or these rights belonging to Allah alone. But Allah is the only one who can create and provide and give life and death and control the affairs of the universe. So this man will come forth an imposter pretending to be God, pretending to be divine, pretending to be the Lord of the worlds. And his coming forth, it is confirmed in the Sunnah as well as by Ijma' or consensus of the Muslim scholars. It is confirmed in the Sunnah and it is also confirmed by consensus of the Muslim scholars. The Prophet وسلم, in a hadith reported by Imam Muslim rahimahullah says, قُولُوا اللَّهُمَّ إِنِّي أَعُوذُ بِكَ مِنْ عَذَابِ جَهَنَّمِ He says, I order you, I order you to say, O oh Allah, verily I seek refuge in you from the punishment of Jahannam, of the fire, hellfire. وَأَعُوذُ بِكَ مِنْ عَذَابِ الْقَبْرِ And also, I seek refuge in you, O oh Allah, from the punishment of the grave. وَأَعُوذُ بِكَ مِنْ فِتْنَةِ الْمَصِيحِ الدَّجَّالِ And also I seek refuge in you from the trial, the fitna 
of Al-Masih Al-Dajjal, the Antichrist, the False Christ. وَأَعُوذُ بِكَ مِنْ فِتْنَةِ الْمَحْيَى وَمَمَاتِ And I seek refuge in you from the fitna or the trials of life and death. In this hadith, it has been reported in, in this wording by Imam Muslim and it has also been reported by Imam Al-Bukhari and other of the scholars of hadith, rahimahumullah, with various different wordings. And this is one of the things that the Prophet ﷺ ordered that a Muslim should seek refuge from Allah from these four things in the prayer, in the daily prayers five times a day. He ordered us, it is a command. And as we mentioned on so many occasions, Al-Amr Yaqtadi Al-Wujub. That a command, it indicates that something is obligatory. So it is one of the obligatory acts according to the best opinion of the scholars in Salat that we should seek refuge in Allah from the punishment of the hellfire, from the punishment of the grave, from the trial of Al-Masih al-Tajjal and from the trial of life and death. This is a confirmation in clear words from the Prophet wasallam of the reality of the trial of Al-Masih al-Tajjal. The Prophet wasallam would not have been seeking refuge in Allah from the fitna of the Antichrist and he would not have ordered the Muslims to do so were it not a reality. It has also been reported in Al-Bukhari and Muslim that the Prophet said or it is reported وَكَانَ النَّبِيَ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ يَتَعَوَّذْ مِنْهُ فِي الصَّلَاةِ that it was from the practice of the Prophet وسلم, that he used to seek refuge with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from al-Masih al-Dajjal in the Salat yani in his daily prayers as he ordered the Muslims to do so so this is the confirmation of the reality of al-Masih al-Dajjal in the Sunnah and it is also confirmed by ijma' or consensus of the Muslims that al-Dajjal will come forth here the Shaykh says that the story of al-Dajjal is that and the points that he mentioned here are reported in various hadith in al-Bukhari most of them in Muslim and some of them muttafaqun alayh reported by both al-Bukhari and Muslim that he would come forth on a road between Syria and al-Iraq that he would come forth at Dajjal when he came he would come forth on a road somewhere between Syria and Iraq and he would call the people to worship him and he would call the people to worship him as a god besides Allah and most of those who would follow him would be from amongst the Jews the Yahud and also from women and from the Bedouins and here the Shaykh says as reported authentically that 70,000 70,000 of the Jews of Asfahan from Faras, from Iran, 70,000 of the Jews from Iran would be the followers of Ad-Dajjal. Then he would travel through the earth, through the whole of the earth, as rain that is being pushed by winds. That's how quickly he would travel and he would go to every place in the earth except Mecca and Al-Madinah. Yani he would be forbidden 
from entering these two cities, Mecca and Medina, which would be protected by angels from every side to prevent his entry. And as reported in some of the hadith, there would be two earthquakes in Medina that would remove the kuffar and the munafiqun, so that those who would remain inside would be believers and they would be protected in these two cities from Ad-Dajjal. Also, it is mentioned authentically, as the Sheikh says here, that his time, his time period that he would uh, be allowed to do his work, it would be 40 days. And at the jail, he would go throughout the earth for 40 days, displaying powers that seem to be divine powers. And many people would believe in him due to his ability to do many things. They would believe in him and they would follow him and they would worship him. And the Prophet ﷺ, in some of the authentic narrations, as the Shaykh mentions here, was asked about those 40 days that he would be on the earth, and he said that the 40 days would include one day which would be like a year. And the length of that day would be equal to a year in time, in our time, as we account now. And a second of those days would be like a month. It would be equal to the length of a month. One day, it would be like the time of one month now. And a third of those days would be equal to a week. It would be equal to a week of our time, and the rest of the days would be like ordinary days. Yani 37 days, like ordinary 24-hour days, one day like a week, one day like a month, and one day like a year. Also, here, Sheikh Muhammad, Hafizullah mentions that also of those things, the characteristics of Ad-Dajjal that have been reported in authentic hadith is that he would be, be, he would be defective. He would have one eye and the other one would be defective. And it would be written on his forehead, the letters Kaf, Fa, and Ra. Kaf, Fa, and Ra. And these letters would be read by the believers only. Yani those who would be able to read it would be the believers, whether they were Arabs or non-Arabs, those who knew Arabic and those who didn't. Allah would make the believers able to read, and the disbelievers, even if they were Arabs, would not be capable of reading these letters. Kafir, Kaf, Fa, Ra. Also, the Shaykh says of the characteristics of those things that are mentioned concerning the Dajjal is that he would be a great trial for the people and from amongst the things that he would do or the amazing powers that he would display to support his claim of divinity is that he would give an order to the heavens and rain would fall and he would give an order to the earth and growth would come forth instantly from the earth and also he would have with him, here as the Shaykh says, a Jannah and a Nar. And in most of the narration of Bukhari, a Muslim said that he would have Ma and Nar, water and fire. That he, and his Jannah or his water would be fire and his fire would be Jannah. And it would be the opposite of what it appeared to be. Because the Jal is a pretender, a falsifier, an imposter. Uh, and also, it is mentioned in some of, many of the authentic narrations in both Al-Bukhari and Muslim that the Prophet 
warn the people, a stern warning from the jail, and he said, uh, as reported in some of the narrations in the Sahih of Muslim, in the Hadith of Nawaz ibn Sam'an, radiallahu anhu, he reported that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, من سمع به فلا ينأ عنه ومن أدركه فليقرأ عليه فواتح سورة الكهف أو بفواتح سورة الكهف Then whoever heard about him should stay far away from him and whoever came in contact with him, whoever met him then they should read or recite from the Qur'an the beginning or the opening verses of Surah Al-Kahf, the 18th chapter of the Qur'an. Uh, this is the extent of what the Shaykh mentions. And in some of the, those things that have been authentically reported in the hadith of the Prophet wasallam concerning Al-Dajjal. And of course the matters related to Al-Dajjal are extensive. And yani, actually should be given a full time of a complete lecture but because the signs of the hour are many and the chapters remaining are many and you will let it suffice for these characteristics or these events or matters that the Shaykh has mentioned here the second point of the major signs of the Ashrat Asa'a that Al-Imam Ibn Qudama mentions is Muzul Isa Ibn Maryam السلام, the descending from the heavens of Isa, Jesus, the son of Mary, alayhi salam. And here he says that the descent of Isa ibn Maryam, alayhi salam, it is confirmed in the Quran as well as the Sunnah and by ijma'ah or consensus of the Muslims. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Nisa, chapter 4, verse 159, وَإِن مِّنْ أَهْلِ الْكِتَابِ إِلَّا لَيُؤْمِنَنَّ بِهِ قَبْلَ مَوْتِهِ وَيَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ يَكُونُ عَلَيْهِمْ شَهِيدًا And that there would be no one from amongst the people of the book except that they would definitely, definitely, without a doubt, لَيُؤْمِنَنَّ And here the lamb is for certainty and affirmation and the noon with shadda on the end of the word is also further emphasis showing that there is no doubt about it that every one of the people of the book would believe in him before his death. Some of the scholars of Tafsir said, Qabla Mautihi, it refers to Isa. And perhaps this is the best opinion, and Allah knows best, that before his death, before he actually dies, when he returns to this world, before he dies, that every one of the people of the book would believe in him. And some of them said that Qabla Mautihi, it means before the death of every person from amongst the Ahl Kitab. Yani before any one of them died, they would believe in Isa. And on the day of resurrection, he will be a witness against them. And he will be a witness against them of the falsehood that they invented and the lies that they ascribed to him uh, and the falsehood that they practiced in uh, worshipping him and making false claims for him that were not true. He would be a witness against them. And here the Sheikh says that Qabla Mautihi, it means uh, before the death of Isa and that would be at the time when he descends or comes back to this earth as it was explained by Abu Hurairah anhu concerning this expression in this ayah
Also, it has been reported in Al-Bukhari and Muslim that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Wallahi, I swear by Allah, لَيَنْزِلَنَّ Isa ibn Maryam حَقَنًا وَعَدْلًا I swear by Allah that Isa ibn Maryam, Jesus the son of Mary, he would definitely, certainly descend. He would descend from the heavens, return to this earth, in the last days, it will be one of the major signs of the nearness of the hour of judgment as a judge who will judge justly. He will be a just judge. He will turn to this earth and he will be a just judge, judging the people justly. This hadith is reported by Al-Bukhari and Muslim. And the Shaykh suffice with these two hadith, though there are many hadith, some of them very, very lengthy and funny. You can refer to the books of hadith, primarily Al-Bukhari and Muslim and other books of hadith, even the summarized books of hadith like Riyadh al-Salihin contain uh, hadith, a number of hadith related to this matter, this major sign of the last uh, days or the sign of the hour, the nearness of the judgment, the descent of Isa ibn Maryam. And he closes by saying that the Muslims have reached consensus upon this fact, the fact of the descending of Isa salam and that he would descend at the white minaret in the eastern part of Damascus in Syria and he would be holding on to with his hands he would be holding on to the wings of two angels as he descended from the heaven to this earth and then he says and this actually is the wording from a hadith that's reported by Imam Muslim though he doesn't quote it as a hadith but all of what he is saying here is basically taken from various hadith and he collected them together and for the sake of brevity. فَلَا يَحِلُّ لِكَافِرِ يَجِدُ مِنْ رِيحِ نَفَسِهِ إِلَّا مَاتَ وَنَفَسُهُ يَنْتَهِ حَيْثُ يَنْتَهِ طَرْفُهُ That, and this, actually this expression has been uh, explained differently by various scholars and the most correct explanation is the explanation that is found uh, in the uh, Sharh of Sahih Muslim by Imam Nawawi and before him Al-Imam uh, Al-Qadi Iyad and also Al-Imam Al-Qurtubi all of them in their explanations of Sahih Muslim mentioned this explanation that the meaning of this expression that it would not be possible for any kafir who smells the scent from the breath of Isa salam, no kafir his breath will reach them except that they would die yani, as Imam al-Qurtubi said that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would give a certain power to Isa salam, that his breath it would reach a long distance as far as he could see as far as he could see his breath would reach and if his breath reached any kafir they would die they would not be able to come near to him this is what Imam Al-Qurtubi says in explanation to explanation of Sahih Muslim. Actually he says here that, uh, that the meaning of this is that Allah would give a certain strength or power to the breath of Isa salam, and such that if it reached the place uh, where his eyesight would, could reach to, if it reached that distance, uh, then the kuffar or any kafir 
it would cause them to die. Yani no kafir would be able to come near to him. Yani they would be destroyed at the distance from which he could see them. And this was also mentioned by other scholars, including Al-Imam Al-Qadi Iyad and Al-Imam Al-Nawi, Rahimahullah. So here the Shaykh says that one of the things that would happen with the descent of Isa alayhi salam that every kafir who came within any distance from which he could see them that they would be caused to die and his breath would reach the distance from which he could see so from that distance they would die also he would go after at the jail he would seek him out until he would reach him he would catch up with him at the door or the gate of Lud and at that place he would kill him and he would kill the jail and also of the things that would take place with the descent of Isa salam is that he would uh, break the cross and is the sign of the Christians that they claimed is a part of their belief they claimed that Isa salam that he was crucified on the cross and they use it as a religious symbol of worship Isa salam would reject them and he would refute them and he would break the crosses showing his rejection of the kufr that they invented also the things that would take place in that time is that the jizya would be discontinued and also that uh, here the shaykh says that um, he would make hajj and umrah and all of these things are confirmed in narrations from Sahih Muslim and some of them have been reported in both Al-Bukhari and Muslim concerning some of these statements for example the breaking of the cross is reported in the hadith of Abu Hurairah in Al-Bukhari and Muslim that he would break the cross uh, and also that at that time, in some of the narrations, uh, he said that one prostration, it would be for Allah, the Lord of the world, meaning that one prostration, it would be better than everything in the world and all that it contained. And it would be better than this world and everything that was contained in it. One said there were prostration for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As for making Hajj and Umrah, it is reported in the Sahih Muslim also on the authority of Abu Huraira radiallahu that he said uh, that I swear by the one in whose hand is my life that, Isa, that Ibn Maryam that he will uh, perform Hajj al-Umrah that he will perform Hajj al-Umrah and this is mentioned in the book of Hajj uh, the chapter entitled Ihlal al-Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam uh, also, there's yani, some comment here by Al-Imam Ibn Qudam rahimahullah uh, or by, not by Al-Imam Ibn Qudam but in the explanation of Al-Imam uh, of Sheikh Muhammad Ibn Salih Uthaymeen where he says, he mentions the report that was narrated in the Musnad of Imam Ahmed in the Sunan of Abu Dawood and Isa يبقى بعد قتل الدجال أربعين سنة ثم يتوفى 
ويصلي عليه المسلمون. This has been reported authentically in an authentic hadith that is in not only in the Musnad of Imam Ahmed but also in the Sunnah of Abu Dawood, the Sahir ibn Hibban, the Mustadrak of Hakim, and Imam Al-Zahabi rahimahullah said that the hadith was Sahih in agreement with its classification as being Sahih by Al-Hakim. Uh, then he mentions, finally, the last point that the Shaykh mentions is that Imam Bukhari, rahimahullah, in his book, Al-Tariq, uh, mentions a report that Isa السلام, would be buried along with the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa and he closes by saying, Allahu A'lam. And perhaps this is an indication that most of the reports that have I mean, been mentioned by the scholars in the books of hadith concerning Isa السلام, being buried along with the Prophet وسلم, are not confirmed, are not confirmed. I and mean, most of the scholars of hadith said that those reports are not confirmed. Likewise, Al-Imam Al-Bukhari uh, after mentioning this hadith, he said that with him he doesn't consider this report to be authentic. And other scholars, including Al-Hafiz ibn Hajj al-Asqalani in Fatul Bari, also says that these narrations concerning the burial of Isa salam along with the Prophet وسلم, are unauthentic. In Allah knows best. The third major sign of the signs of the nearness of the hour of judgment is Ya'juj wa Ma'juj, Ghag and Maghag. And here the Shaykh says that these are two foreign names or perhaps they are Arabic names that might be derived from Al-Maj. And it means Ya'ni the sound that comes from the fire and the flames of the fire. In any case, whether the names, these names are Arabic names or derived from Arabic words or if they are non-Arabic words, the important thing is who they are. And here the Sheikh says that these are two groups of people, two nations, human beings from the children of Adam. They are human beings and they are present now. They are not something to be created later, but they are already in existence, and the proof of it is confirmed in the Qur'an as well as in the Sunnah. Here he mentions as a proof the story of Dhul Qanim mentioned in the Qur'an in Surah Al-Kahf, chapter 18, verse 93 and 94, the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, حَتَّى إِذَا بَلَغَ بَيْنَ السَّدَّيْنِ وَجَدَ مِن دُونِهِمَا قَوْمًا لَا يَكَادُونَ يَفْقَهُونَ قَوْلًا يعني when he reached the point between two mountains he found near to those mountains a people who could hardly يعني understand لَا يَكَادُونَ يَفْقَهُونَ قَوْلًا they could hardly understand speech they could hardly understand a word قالوا يا ذا القرنين إن يأجوج وما أجوج مفسدون في الأرض. They said, Oh, the القرنين غاد المغاد. They are making corruption or mischief in the earth. فهل نجعل لك 
kharjan. So shall we give you, pay you, tax or a tribute, shall we pay you ala an taj'ala baynana wa baynahum saddan. So that you will erect or build a barrier between us and them to protect us from them. This is a proof in the Qur'an, in clear language, that Ya'ajuj and Ma'ajuj are a real people. They exist, there are two nations of people that exist, and they are existing right now. Labaqa sallallahu alayhi in the hadith reported by Al-Bukhari and Muslim, rahimahumullah, he said, Allah يَوْمِ الْقِيَامَةِ يَا Adam, قُمْ فَبَعَثْ بَعْثَ النَّارِ مِنْ ذُرِّيَتِكَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will say on the day of resurrection, O Adam, stand up and send forth the people of fire from amongst your descendants. And the people that are destined for the fire, send them forth. This is a long hadith, the shaykh mentions only a part of it, and then he mentions the part of importance that is related to our topic. He said, the saying of the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam يعني In this hadith it's reported that the Prophet Sallallahu said that out of every thousand people 999 at this time when Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala said to Adam send forth the people who are going to hellfire who are destined for hellfire he said that out of every thousand, nine hundred and ninety-nine would be destined for the hellfire. And only one would be saved from it. The companions of the Prophet ﷺ were troubled. They were troubled by such news. Nine hundred and ninety-nine out of one thousand would go to hellfire. Who would be that one that would be saved from it? All of them were concerned. If most of the people are going to hell, then what chance do we have? The Prophet ﷺ told them, Abshiru. Yani, Abshiru. Don't, yani, accept the good news. Yani, that you will, it will be okay. For verily, فَإِنَّ مِنْكُمْ وَاحِدًا Yani, the one out of that one thousand would be from you. And from Raag and Magag would be the remainder of the thousand. Yani, that those 999 out of every thousand that would be in the hellfire would be from Raag and Magag and the one who be saved would be from you. And some of the scholars said in the explanation of this hadith that the one that would be from that one thousand in the paradise from you, it's not limited to Sahaba, radiallahu anhum ajma'een, but it means from amongst the Muslims. It means from amongst the Muslims. That one would be from amongst the Muslims and the overwhelming majority would be from this massive uh, two nations who will spread mischief in the earth. And then the Shaykh says, uh, the coming forth of the Ajuj and the Ajuj will be one of the signs of the hour of judgment. And this sign has not taken place yet. It has not yet taken place. So whoever may have explained any historical event that already took place as being the coming forth, Zag and Magag, it is not so. But the beginnings of their coming forth, the beginning of it took place in the time of the Prophet ﷺ. Yani the beginning of them escaping from the barrier that was built 
to protect the rest of the people of the earth from them. The beginning started in the time of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, as reported authentically in the Sahihain in al Bukhari and Muslim that the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said, "Fatih al-yom min radni yajud wa majud misla hadhi wa halqa biusbaghi al-ibham wal-lati taliha." Yani he made a sign with his thumb and his forefinger like this, saying that the Yani a hole has been opened in the dam or in the barrier of Gog and Magog like this. And he made a sign with his two fingers showing that a hole of this size was made in the barrier, in the wall that was built to protect the people of the earth from Gog and Magog. So that in the time of the Prophet ﷺ, they had already begun to make some effort to escape. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the time that he decrees will make a way for them to escape and they will swarm over the earth. Uh, as has been authentically reported in the Qur'an as well as in the Sunnah. As far as the Qur'an, the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al-Anbiya chapter 21 verse 96 and 97 Until the time came when Gog and Magog would be let loose. Yani the opening would be made for them to escape and they would come forth swarming over the earth from every mountain or every mound or every hill. They would come forth. And the true sign or the promise, the true promise, it is, it will be near. Here in the Quran, it is made clear that there would come a time, it would be one of the signs of the hour of judgment that Allah has promised, the true promise of Allah that the people will be resurrected and that time one of its signs would be when the opening was made for Ya'juj and Ma'juj to come forth. This is confirmed in the Quran and it's also confirmed in the Sunnah in various hadith and from amongst them is the hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in which he said, Innaha lan taqumu hatta taraw qablaha ashr ayat that the hour of judgment or the, the judgment itself it will not take place the hour of judgment will not take place until you will see before it before it takes place ten ayat ten signs ten alamat or ten ashrat asa'ah ten of the signs of the hour and in that hadith the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam mentioned al-dukhan the smoke Dajjal, the Antichrist, Adaba, the beast or the creature that will come from the earth, and the rising of the sun from the west, and descending of Isa ibn Maryam, and this is the point in the hadith that the Shaykh is referring to, that of the ten signs that have to take place before the judgment, from amongst them is Ya'juj and Ma'juj, the coming of Gag and Magag. And also from amongst those ten signs that he mentioned, which are ten of the major signs of the nearness of the judgment, are three eclipses, one in the east, one in the west, and one in the Arabian Peninsula. Then he said that, آخر ذلك نار تخرج من اليمن, that the last of those signs 
would be a fire that would come forth from Yemen and it would force the people and it would force the people in the earth the fire would push them until they reached the place of gathering the place where the judgment would take place and if this would be the last of the signs the fire that would force all the people in the earth to the place of gathering this hadith is reported by Imam Muslim then the Shaykh says uh, the story of Ghaz and Maghaz is reported in the hadith of Nawaz ibn Sam'an radiallahu anhu that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallama said concerning Isa ibn Maryam after he was killed at Dajjal yani concerning these events he said after Isa alayhi salam was killed at Dajjal while he was in that condition Allah would reveal to Isa that I have sent forth عِبَادًا لِي some of my servants يعني some of those who I have created لَا يُدَانُوا لِأَحَدٍ بِقِتَالِهِمْ and no one would be capable of fighting them this is God and Magad that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed to Isa at that time after he descended and killed the Dajjal he said that I have sent forth I have caused to come forth some of those who I have created some of my creatures and nobody is capable of fighting them فَحَرِّذْ عِبَادِي إِلَى التُّورِ so take my servants, my slaves, the believers to the mountain of Tur. Take them to a place of security and protection. And then Allah would send forth Ghaz and Maghaz and they would come forth from every hill swarming upon the earth and at one point he says that they would pass by a great river Tabariya and it is a great river but their numbers are so great that the vanguard or the forefront of those people when they reached the river and drank from it nothing would remain in it and they would drink the river out no water remained so that when the rear guard or the later group of those people came and passed by it they said that they said there was a time it used to be when there was water in this place it was a river but now it's nothing nothing was left of it and then they would continue until they reach Jabal Khamr and it is a mountain in Jerusalem all of the people of the earth except those who the believers who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ordered Isa to take them to a secure place as a mountain of Tur he said that they said we have killed the people of the earth so let us now kill those who are in the heavens they kill the people in the earth now they want to kill those who are in the heavens so they would throw their weapons their spears they would throw them up into the sky and Allah would cause their weapons to return with blood on them and they would return with blood on them as though they have killed something then the Prophet of Allah Isa السلام, and his companions uh, they would be in such a condition yani they would be surrounded they wouldn't be able to come out and their condition would be so difficult such that uh, the head of a, of, a, of a cow not a cow yani, yeah, a cow, a big cow the head of the cow will be more dear or will be better to them than a hundred dinar 
of the people of that of, of this day yani in the hadith the prophet sallallahu is saying that the head of a, of this cow if they had the head of it it would be more dear to them due to the intensity or the severity of the situation that they would be in because they were surrounded and they were unable to come out of the place of fortification then the prophet of allah isa and his companions they would ask allah to help them and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would send some kind of germ or uh, some kind of uh, disease or something that would attack the necks of the Gog and Magog and uh, in the morning they would all be found dead and the whole of Gog and Magog would be found dead and then the Prophet of Allah and those who are with him would come down from their place of security down upon the earth and they would find the dead from Gog and Magog so many that there wasn't even a small place, yani a hand span. They didn't even find a hand span of earth to walk on or to stand on except that it was filled with the dead bodies of Gog and Magog and stinking from their death. Then the Prophet of Allah and his companions, they would ask Allah and Allah would send to them birds. He would send birds who would have Yani who would be big as the necks of large camels. Yani big large birds as large as the necks of these great camels. And those birds would carry forth the bodies of the dead of God and Magog and throw them wherever Allah wills. And this is the end of the hadith as reported in Sahih Muslim. And that hadith is in the book of Fitin Trials. And it's under the chapter Zikr al-Dajjal wa Sifatihi the mention of Ad-Dajjal and his characteristics. The next of the signs of the major signs of the hour of judgment that Imam ibn Qudam mentions is Khuruj Ad-Dabah or the coming forth of a beast from the earth and here the Shaykh says Ad-Dabah linguistically it means every living creature that walks upon the earth and every creature every being that walks on the face of the earth is, is referred to linguistically as Daba. But the intended meaning here of Ad-Daba, it means a creature or a beast that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will cause to come forth from the earth as an indication of the nearness of the hour of judgment. And the emergence of this beast from the earth is confirmed in the Qur'an as well as in the Sunnah. In the Qur'an in Surah Al-Naml, chapter 27, verse 82, the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, وَإِذَا وَقَعَ الْقَوْلُ عَلَيْهِمْ أَخْرَجْنَا لَهُمْ دَابَةً مِنَ الْأَرْضِ يعني if the word at the time when the word would be fulfilled يعني that Allah would bring about the judgment at that time Allah would bring forth a beast from the earth to them in front of the people تُكَلِّمُهُمْ أَنَّ النَّاسَ كَانُوا بِآيَاتِنَا لَا يُقِنُونَ and they would speak to the people because of the fact that the people did not have certain belief in the signs of Allah and this would be a sign to the people and it would be a sign for them to know that the times have changed and the hour is near. Also the Prophet ﷺ in the hadith reported by uh, Imam Muslim says إِنَّهَا لَمْ تَكُمُ سَاحَتَّ تَارَوْ قَبْلَهَا عَشْرَ سَاحَتَّ وَذَكَرَ مِنْهَا الدَّابَةَ The hadith that he previously mentioned that the judgment will not take place until you, the people, see before it ten signs and amongst the ten signs is a beast that will come forth from the earth and will speak to the people, it will talk. And here the Shaykh says that there is nothing in the Qur'an nor in the authentic hadith 
which indicates the place from which this beast would come forth, nor its description. There is no details of its description, nor where it would come forth, not in the Qur'an, nor in the Sunnah. And any hadith which have been reported containing such descriptions are doubtful. But what we understand from the apparent meaning of the Qur'an is that this creature would be a warning to the people of the nearness of the punishment and destruction, yani the hour of judgment. And the last sign that the Shaykh mentions is Tulu al-Shams min Maghribiha or the rising of the sun from its west, yani from the place of its setting, the place where the sun normally sets, in that direction it will rise. And this is a phenomenon in the natural functioning of the universe that is strange and it will be a major sign of the nearness of the judgment. This is confirmed in the Qur'an as well as in the Sunnah as for the Qur'an the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al-An'am chapter 6 verse 158 يَوْمَ يَأْتِي بَعْدُ رَبِّكَ يعني on the day when some of the signs of your Lord and here the scholars of Tafsir said بَعْدُ آيَاتِ رَبِّكَ it means the sign, the major sign, which is the rising of the sun from the west. يَوْمَ يَأْتِ بَعْدُ آيَاتِ رَبِّكَ On the day when some of the signs of the Lord will come forth, لَا تَنْفَعُ نَفْسًا إِيمَانُهَا لَمْ تَكُنْ آمَنَتْ مِنْ قَبُلُ أو كَسَبَتْ فِي إِيمَانِهَا خَيْرًا يعني on that time when some of, some of the signs of the Lord will come forth, meaning here the rising of the sun from the west, then nobody having faith or believing at that time, that faith at that point would not be of any benefit except those who had believed before that or those who had earned good deeds due to their iman. Yani those who had iman and did good deeds, then whoever believed at that time, yani in addition to the fact that they were previously a believer and they were doing good deeds, then their iman at that time would benefit. But those who disbelieved before and now only believed when they saw the sign, that iman would not be beneficial because everyone would believe at that time when they see the sun rise from the west all the people of the earth would then believe but Iman at that point is not of any benefit here the Sheikh says that the intended meaning of some of the signs of your Lord it means the rising of the sun from the west and then he mentions the hadith of the Prophet وسلم, that's reported in Al-Bukhari and Muslim that the judgment will not take place, the hour of judgment will not take place until the sun rises from its west. فَإِذَا طَلَعَتْ وَرَآهَا النَّاسِ آمَنُوا أَجْمَعُونَ Yani if the sun rose from the west, at that point, if the sun rose from the west and the people saw it, then all of the people would then believe. Yani there would be no exceptions, all people would believe. وَذَلِكَ هِينَ Yani that would be at the time as mentioned in the ayah in Surah Al-Anam. At that time, uh, no one's iman would benefit them. This is the end of what the Shaykh says concerning these major signs. And there are also other signs as mentioned uh, in other narrations of hadith. But these are the ten most important of the major signs of the nearness of the hour of judgment. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika shabran la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk if there are any comments or questions or corrections before we go to the prayer inshallah if you have any questions send them wa'adallahu al-mu'minina wal-mu'minati jannatin tajri min tahtiha al-anhaar khalidina fi 